Hey there, are you a spiritual seeker looking for the perfect way to blend your physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health and well-being practices? Maybe you already have an interest in yoga or astrology or want to learn more about yoga's sister science, Jyotish, or Vedic astrology? Well then, I'm super glad you're here, and I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher and a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the sidereal zodiac, so some of the signs might be different from what you're used to. To get a free copy of your sidereal birth chart, please visit my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart dash calculator. Now let's get started. Glad you're here. Hello, friends. This is another Yogi Scopes podcast episode brought to you from the backseat of my car, the glamorous mom life that I live. Now I'm smushed between not one but two car seats. So as you may know, if this isn't your first episode listening to this podcast, I just had my second child just about two months ago, and I am slowly easing my way back into working from maternity leave. The beautiful part about being self-employed is I get to choose exactly what that looks like for the most part. And today is my daughter, the the new baby's uh, first day at daycare. So just the TMI because I like to overshare about my life. Um, I'm sitting in my car instead of I didn't drive all the way home because their daycare, my kids' daycare, is quite far away. It's like forty minutes away one way. So here I am in the backseat of my car. I really felt inspired to go ahead and get this episode out. Now, so as I'm recording this, it's Monday, May 9th. Um, it's a half moon today, like the pose in yoga. It's, it's a half moon. It's the halfway point between the two eclipses. So it felt a little auspicious to me to be recording today, um, talking about the mostly I'm going to I'm going to talk about some other things going on this week, but mostly about the eclipse that's coming up this weekend. As I said on the last episode, I knew it would be the next time I would get a chance to record would be this week. And as much stuff as I have to do as my first official day back from maternity leave, my first day working, I have so many odds and ends I should be doing. But what I did instead was go to a yoga class and then (laughs) plan this episode. And then now I'm recording it right before I go pick up my kiddos. It's just what I felt most inspired to do. And I would encourage you to sometimes take times like that for yourself to like do what fills your soul. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to do it. Sometimes all that stuff on the to-do list can wait. If you're feeling depleted, like, like I was, you know, I love my kids, but taking care of them is a lot and I haven't had a chance a moment to myself so I was like hmm, what am I going to do at this moment to myself I'm going to do what I want like go to yoga and record a podcast episode my favorite one of my favorite parts of my job I guess you know of all the things I do I do a lot of stuff so quick rundown of the astrological happenings of the week tomorrow May 10th Tuesday May 10th Mercury will be going retrograde in Taurus so that's something we can't ignore um On Saturday, the day before, well, yeah, kind of the day before the eclipse, the sun enters Taurus. So as I've been kind of mentioning, this eclipse season is a weird one. It's not quite following the usual patterns of eclipses um, 
usually they happen on the same axis. So Libra and Aries are an axis. Scorpio and Taurus are an axis. Um, like Aquarius and Leo. Uh, you know, there's, there's always an axis like that. Uh, signs that are across from each other, opposing each other in the sky. Um, and eclipses typically happen directly opposing each other. And I've covered that a bunch, um, the astronomy and the astrology behind that. So um, you can go back and listen to especially the Rahu and K2. It's the episode called Karmic Indicators. It's just a few episodes ago. Um, so you can go back and listen to that if you haven't already, if you want to understand the astronomy and the mythology, the Vedic mythology behind eclipses more. But um, suffice it to say, to at the risk of repeating myself too much, that this eclipse is a chance to go back and integrate the karmic lessons, perhaps, you've been working with, karmic debt you've been paying off, perhaps um, emotional baggage you might have been working through type stuff for the past really six months, like really year and a half, but especially the last six months since December. Um, so the reason I say that is because the final eclipse of, well, what I thought at the time, because I hadn't looked that far ahead yet, was going to be the final eclipse of um, the Taurus and Scorpio eclipse cycle. 18, they're, they're 18 month cycles. And so what typically would have been the last eclipse of that cycle, the um, new moon solar eclipse in Scorpio that happened on December 4th, 2021. You can go back and find, I did an episode on this podcast about that if you want to go back and kind of revisit if you're new and hadn't um, been listening to this podcast at that time, or perhaps even if you were listening to the podcast at the time and you want to remind yourself what it might have been, which, like, I'll, I'll touch on it a little bit because it's important. So um, this eclipse is, it's happening in a different lunar mansion, a different nakshatra. So I suspect um, that's where the kind of difference lies. So the fact that our last eclipse, new moon was in Aries and this one is in Scorpio. Um, that's weird. You know, uh, that's not typical. Like typically this full moon would then be in Libra cause that's on an axis with Aries and, and that's where the nodes of the moon are Libra and Aries. So basically this is just me trying to explain to you that we're having some stuff come up again from the past and it's a chance to integrate what you may have been working with over the last year and a half of eclipse cycles, but especially since the last six months, since December 4th. Um, but so also the next full moon will also be happening in Scorpio, but it will not be an eclipse. So that'll kind of get us back on track. Um, but I just, I think the overall theme of this time, especially this week, but really the month of May in general, um, but especially, especially this week, and I'll explain a little bit more why I say that in a moment, um, is a time of kind of wrapping up and integrating. So, but when I say integrating, I mean, so if you're into astrology, like, you know, like me, myself included in this, um, most of us are interested in spiritual growth. Like that's why we kind of pay attention to this stuff. We're, we're interested in personal growth and spiritual growth. And Scorpio, in fact, has... A large connection to those kind of things, um, spiritual growth especially. Um, 
And so if you're interested in those kind of things, sometimes we have to be careful not to get just on a path of like always trying to grow, always trying to, trying to strive for the next thing to the point where we don't fully integrate the lessons so that we move forward and we don't have to like work with those lessons anymore. So by integrate, I mean like really bring it into a part of your being so that um it's an embodied part of your like whole being and you're not um like you don't forget about it once you start focusing on something else basically so we'll talk a little bit more about some strategies to do that especially if you are in the membership and you can hear the sign by sign interpretation which you can also go back and listen to the to the episode from last December because I did actually put out I think I put out to the public because I hadn't launched the membership yet that was right around the time I was launching the membership um and so now usually unless it's there's something really big I'll do the sign by sign only for members and so when this public episode drops it will also drop a sign by sign yogi scope yoga practices your yoga horoscope um, for the members will drop at the same time, but you can go back and listen. I'm pretty sure that public podcast episode had the sign by sign. So if you want to go back and listen, the messages are pretty similar, but we do have some different stuff happening in, um, the cosmos at large right now. So I've factored that into my interpretation that I will be recording as soon as I finish recording this for the members so it's a little different flavors a lot the same but so if you just want to get some ideas I do recommend going back and listening to that episode or at least part of it um, that includes your your rising and moon sign and again you can get your chart if you don't know your Vedic sidereal rising and moon signs and get your chart on my website I always link it in the show notes so anyway major focus of this week is tracking back to the Taurus and Scorpio axis. So the fact that Mercury is retrograding in Taurus and retrograde just generally is a time to revisit, review, revise, revitalize, anything with the RE, reorganize, like those types of energies you can think of related to Taurus matters. And um, you can look to where Taurus is in your chart for that um, or also I'll mention it for the folks in the um, membership. I'll mention it in your sign-by-sign. You can look where Taurus is. If you have any confusion figuring out your chart, you can always, like, right below the chart calculator on my website, there's a way to email me, and you can, like, just shoot me a message or an email or however you know how to get in touch with me. You can do that. Um, And so Taurus matters. We're reviewing, revitalizing. you know, reorganizing that kind of thing related to Taurus matters. And that is conjunct with the sun. And so on a full moon, the sun and the moon are completely opposing each other in the sky. So the moon will be in um, Scorpio this weekend. So it's in Leo today as I'm recording this and it will make its way to Scorpio by Sunday when the eclipse happens. So it's really, it's in the wee hours of the morning on Sunday, I believe. Actually, the wee hours of the morning on Monday. So it's happening at um, about 12.30 a.m. over here. 
Eastern Standard Time. So over here on the East Coast of the United States, it's happening at 1230 a.m. So depending on your time zone, it might technically be happening on May 15th on Sunday. Um, so it's happening overnight. The peak of it is overnight on Sunday night into Monday morning of the 16th. So like I, I say this repeatedly, but it always bears repeating it. Like I'll say it again. Um, it doesn't really matter. The phase, a phase of the moon generally lasts about three days. And so the time that I give you is the peak of it. So like the middle. And so really any time about a day and a half on either side, you're technically still in that same moon phase. Um, and it can change a little bit depending on, you know, just what's, what's going on, whether the moon changes signs or nakshatras, lunar mansions. Um, while it's still in that phase, but it's just, to me, honestly, y'all, it's not that serious. Like, if you can't do something with this energy exactly Sunday night or Monday, uh, just do it sometime, you know? It's like, these things are just cycles. It's just a loose guide. If you're kind of loosely living your life by this, in my experience, um, working through the natural cycles this way is extremely beneficial and you don't have to beat yourself up about being perfect about it is just what I hope to communicate with that. But it helps to know when it is if you want to try and get as close as you can. Um, it's happening overnight, Sunday, this eclipses. And so that's happening in Scorpio. And the sun only just moves into Taurus on the 14th. So we have this Taurus and Scorpio axis coming back to the forefront again. And I kind of mentioned this in the yearly forecast at the beginning of the year that um, even though we are moving forward with a lot of stuff like April had a lot of big transitions in it and I kind of hate that I was on maternity leave that whole time because I feel like I have a lot to say um about it about all those things that happened so it's been this big period of transition and growth but the thing is all these big things that happened in April they're going to be going on for at least a year if not a year and a half or two to two and a half years so by that I mean um, Jupiter moving into Pisces happened in April. It will be there for a year. Saturn moving into Aquarius. It's only going to be there for a couple months before it then retrogrades back to Capricorn in July. It starts its retrograde in June and retrogrades back into Capricorn in July where it'll spend the next six months again. So it's like you have time to work with this energy. So there, that's why I'm like, it's not that big of a deal that I didn't have time to talk about it because I will have plenty of time to talk about it because these energies aren't going anywhere anytime soon. And like I often like to point out, um, the longer the transit in my experience, the more subtle the changes are related to it. Like that's why we all feel mercury retrograde really hard because it happens really fast. Like, I mean, three weeks ish, usually two, two to four weeks with an average of about three weeks long, the mercury retrograde lasts. Um, and that's why people that don't even like pay attention to astrology notice it and they like to joke about it. But I'm like, you're joking about it because you feel it. You know what I mean? Like even people that aren't paying any attention to astrology, like know what's up with some Mercury retrograde. So um, that one's intense because it happens fast. And um, so like the transit of the moon can happen. Feel like we can have kind of like mood swings with our mind because the moon changes signs every couple of days, changes Lunar mansions, nakshatras every um, day-ish. So, uh, yeah, so we feel that much more intensely, but the effect isn't as 
big. I think it's not as life changing as like the transits of Saturn and Jupiter and some of these slower moving planets are. Um, so that's why I bring that up. It's we're in a big period of shift, but we have right now in front of us a time of reviewing. So if you can think about it in the in terms of the lunar cycle, we're going to have a full moon in Scorpio and then our next new moon at the end of this month is going to be in Taurus and then we have another full moon in Scorpio. So that's that's a chance to revisit the Taurus and Scorpio um kind of karmic cycle. And additionally, we have Mercury retrograding in Taurus and so we're revisiting, revising um things related to Taurus. So we have this in front of us, this chance. It's kind of beautiful in my mind. It's like we're getting a chance to now that the energy has shifted and the nodes of the moon have changed their axis to Aries and Libra. And you might have already started feeling the shift there. You might start already noticing um a little less intensity around the Taurus and Scorpio axis for you. Um I know I have but just to know that this energy is kind of coming back up again to say, hey, is there anything you left um, kind of undealt with? Anything that you need to revise and integrate so that you can really move forward um, having cleared the baggage, cleared the air, and be completely like revitalized as you move forward? I think that's beautiful. I think second chances are beautiful. And, okay, so here's another thing. Um the lunar mansion, the nakshatra that this eclipse is happening in is called Vishaka. And so, in fact, so the last, and Vishaka bridges over um, Libra and Scorpio. So, in fact, even though the eclipse is technically happening in a different sign where than where the nodes are, it's hap- the sun and the moon are in the same lunar mansions the same nakshatras respectively as the nodes are so we have a little bit of that energy is still there of the Aries and Scorpio energy and like where that energy is headed for the next 18 months for you like what the focus will be what the karmic lessons will be um and I covered that a bit last time you know because it was an Aries so I covered if you want to know more about what the shift has been to, that's what I covered last time. But this time, it's a time to revisit, a time to review, a time to integrate is the, the main point I want to um, drive home is that there's, if there's any last little things you need to shed, especially related to Scorpio, um, and kind of take victory over. So that's where I was going with that Vishaka thing. So Vishaka is the lunar mansion where the moon will be and where k2 is so they're both in vishaka even though k2 is on the libra side um it sim its symbol is a victory arch so um what are you what are you taking victory over basically um can you put any like final touches to achieve a sense of kind of like finality closure freedom from whatever it is um in scorpio for you so Full moons are also a time of releasing. So again, I can't say this enough that eclipses are not a good time to start things. If you get any big ideas, table them, sleep on them, you know, just don't like I'm not saying don't ever do it. I'm just saying because of the nature of the shadow planets of Rahu and K2, um, 
there's just a little distortion, a little bit of a shadow on the ideas that might come up. So just think them all the way through. Make sure you're really sure. I'm not trying to tell you not to do like some of the ideas that you can come up with are like great ideas, but sometimes if you get like it's just better to start with the end in mind, think things all the way through basically. So you might get some big grand sweeping idea, but you might kind of like go about it wrong or something if you just charge headfirst into it. So that's why I say table it, think about it, meditate on it, do what you need to do to not just um, drive forward and screw things up for yourself and, you know, have a have a nice strong foundation. Um, and then also, so the nature of, of Scorpio's pretty emotional and I know some Scorpios that actually get like kind of offended by that stereotype but there's a reason stereotypes exist sometimes um Scorpio can just be emotionally intense it's a water sign ruled by Mars so water emotions Mars intensity combine those two things it's just kind of intense and there's nothing wrong with that like if anything it's a good thing and our culture just doesn't see it that way um, I, I spent a lot of time on my other podcast, the science of light talking about how emotional awareness and body awareness are kind of the key to healing from trauma. And I, you know, done like research on that. It's a pretty well scientifically known fact, I suppose, or it's becoming known. It's a new, it's, it's kind of a new thing that, um, we're looking at trauma in this way and that, to to heal from trauma you need to become fully embodied which means understanding your emotions understanding how they manifest in the body anyway that's a soapbox of mine but um so there's nothing wrong with emotional intensity but I would urge you all of you in general um this can be kind of a triggering time and because we have this like Aries and Libra dynamic creeping in and and a lot about that dynamic is the self and other uh dynamic just in general just try not to be so triggering or triggered. You know, it's it's a emotionally high strung time, which means we could we could do things that trigger other people. Other people could we could find ourselves being more easily triggered by others. And that's another reason why I say kind of like just chill out, lay low, like you don't want to come across wrong or get your feelings hurt. Um just know that that energy is really present right now. Um, it can be an emotionally high-strung time. And and I just, um, I think there's there's value in trying not to trigger ourselves or others, but there's also value in trying to learn to work with those triggers so that we can be less thin-skinned. But just know that the energy of this time overall, especially this week, and, you know, while the shadow period's kind of going on, that, that intensity and thin-skinnedness you could feel it yourself and notice it in the people around you so just be careful and tread lightly if you can and so to add to the energy the kind of you know fiery Scorpio energy of this eclipse it's also worth noting that the deity of Vishaka Nakshatra the ruling deity is Indra Agni which is a combination of Indra and Agni the purifying fire so third chakra work would be really good um third chakra has everything to do with um your your digestive fire agni and your sense of get up and go your um self-esteem and there's something i've been meditating on i wasn't going to bring it up 
because I haven't fully thought through it to the degree that I want to, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it up anyway because I feel called to. So, um, is there perhaps a connection between leaky gut and leaky boundaries? So, boundaries or lack thereof, I think, are often a function of self esteem. So, if you value yourself and value your time, you're going to be a little bit care- more careful with not letting other people cross your boundaries. But if you are perhaps scared that somebody might leave you or not love you anymore for setting a boundary or and perhaps your self-esteem kind of rides on that um, in some way, then you might have leaky boundaries. And I think, I don't know, this is why I'm like, I didn't, I didn't think it through to the degree that I wanted to. I just, something I just started thinking about this morning, but because I've been teaching about the third chakra in my classes, my in-person classes for a lot of reasons. And this Aries energy is one of them. The Scorpio energy going on, all this Mars energy, um, just the third chakra has been on my mind. We're moving into, um, summertime I'm going to cover that pit of season uh yeah so the third chakra is is kind of on my mind for a lot of reasons so I guess that leads us well into the yoga practices to work with this energy's third chakra work so that's also core stability and that just selfishly for me as I was talking about I just had a baby Um, my core is a little like blown out right now so I need core stability in my life so that's been largely what I've been practicing um so yeah, so third chakra has connections to core stability, to your digestion. Are you digesting well? Are you digesting not just your food, but everything you take in around you? Are you digesting your emotions well? Um, everything you consume in, in Ayurveda, um, everything that comes in through your senses has to be digested basically and, and transmuted either into something that serves you or ama, which is like um, the toxicity basically, it's like the white stuff on your tongue. That's why I do tongue scraping. Um, so it's either everything you take in either is sattvic, pure, and it adds to your, you know, kind of wellness or it doesn't. Um, so just, just keep that in mind. Keep in mind what you're consuming. Is it adding to your wellness or not? Um, and yeah, core stability. Can you stand up tall? Can you move forward with grace? Can you have victory over the sort of areas in life that you were working with over the uh, past year and a half? And so maybe you've been paying attention to astrology that whole time and you know, or maybe you haven't and you know, or maybe you still aren't sure whether you've been paying attention to astrology or not. I would just encourage you to do some reflection on that. Encourage you to do some reflection on what you've been really processing emotionally um because that's a lot of what it's going to be about is like emotional processing um and have you fully processed certain things so that you can move on from them with victory so that you're not afflicted by the same things forever i suppose that's kind of what i'm getting at so in summary the yoga practices that are really pertinent for this eclipse are Third chakra, yes, third chakra work, work, solar plexus chakra, digestion, things like that. Core stability, digestion, self-esteem, 
and emotional processing. And then journal prompts, I'm just going to go ahead and revisit the journal prompts that I gave you six months ago, um, or at least a couple of them. And because that's the idea is revisiting. Um, if you did this journaling exercise back then, it would be awesome if you could like pull it up wherever you do it, either, either if it's in a book or a voice journal or on your phone in a note or something. Um, however you journal, if you can access that, you know, that's why I think it's good to like have it physically somewhere. Like it's, it's also, there is benefit in just listening to what I say and thinking through it. But for moments like this, there's, there's benefit in being able to review that. Um, so the journal prompts I offered you back then were, um, what are you feeling? You know, maybe you just free write. What are you feeling right now? And then the feelings I've been experiencing a lot lately are, and if you did this exercise and you can have access to it back in December when I first brought this up, maybe you notice if those are the same or different, or you can just remember to how you were feeling back then. Um, and what are some things that, so the things that have been causing me tension lately are, um, the areas of life where I'm not experiencing the feelings I want to are, and the feelings I want to experience more of in life include, and then what activities, projects, or people bring you the most joy, meaning, and connection in life? Um, and what are some things you could stop doing to better align with those things that bring you joy, meaning, and connection and, um, activities that make you feel the way you want to feel? Um, yeah. So, so what can you release mostly with this full moon that if you, especially if you can revisit that journal entry, if you have it, um, and this might be some inspiration for you to like get a journal. I have a transit journal, y'all. Like I write down what transit it is I'm journaling about, like a, a full moon or a new moon and and the date and and then I just journal whatever I'm going to journal. I actually shared about it in the Facebook group recently. I shared one um as I was doing it. And yeah, so that's what I do. You don't have to do it that way, but I think it's really nice cuz then I have the power to just revisit when uh things come up again or you know, moments like this, I can, it's all in one place and I can revisit and I can know exactly kind of what was going on astrologically and I can start to see patterns in my life and in myself. And that's, that's the beauty in the system. So third chakra work, emotional processing, that's the name of the game for this eclipse and just final words of like reiterating words of caution. Um, just try not to start anything new. If you get any great ideas, awesome. Um, eclipses are a great time for deep meditation and sometimes that's when the greatest ideas come up but just write them down don't lose them but maybe don't act on them right away either and tune into the membership I usually link that in the show notes but it's also I'm pretty sure it's just yogiscope.com slash membership you can find it on my like the work with me page on my website but it's also usually linked in the show notes if you want the sign by sign to for me to just tell you what what areas of life Taurus and Scorpio are hitting on for this Mercury retrograde so also you know Mercury retrograde proofread your emails be careful with what you say that's another reason I say because the Scorpio energy is like bringing a little bit of 
heightened emotions for for everybody so be aware of that in yourself and others and then um mercury retrograde can make especially things in like texts or emails come across wrong so just be careful there tread lightly um and mercury is retrograde until june 4th but um which actually i mean that's kind of like how long the eclipse shadow period is almost anyway so just for the next few weeks for most you know kind of the rest of may honestly this is a lot of the energy, um, and I'll co- cover some other stuff next week because I think I'm back for good now, and I'll, next week I'll be able to announce when I'm officially reopening my books uh, for readings for you to book yourself. Otherwise, you can, if you want to go ahead and purchase one, you can just email me directly to that. Uh, like, you'll get an email with my schedule, but you'll see that my schedule has no availability on it, so you'll just have to email me and um, and ask you know, email me and say sometimes it work for you and I'll, and I'll, we'll figure something out. But I think next week I will be officially adding, um, things back onto my schedule, open availability for y'all to book yourselves. Cause that's fun. Um, yeah. So take care. I hope y'all really, I hope, you know, this eclipses are a transformative time. And I hope since you're here paying attention to the astrology, my wish for you is that the transformation is in the best way, no matter how challenging it is. I think that when we harness the energy by paying attention to the astrology, um, we tend to come out ahead. So I'm grateful that you're here and take care until next time, friends.